Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I am live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I am going to talk about um, narrative resolution in RPGs and kind of idea both in the sense of resolution as resolving things and resolution as um, detail resolution like on a computer screen. Um, because, so for those of you who don't know, I play a lot of games with my buddy Kevin Madison, um, Dungeon Musings, and he has a podcast, and he recently put out a two-hour-long um, episode of his Anchor podcast about a number of different things, but one of the things that I kind of was thinking a lot about is resolution of combat and how combat is actually resolved in some of these different systems and how that leads to exciting or non-exciting or basically what, what feels good and what doesn't in terms of that sort of concept. Um, so yeah, I, and then originally I was going to just bombard him on, um, on the discord about this. And then I thought, you know, I could put out a podcast episode and sort of have a chance to talk about it. Um, and maybe somebody else, one of my other listeners would have some ideas about, um, what would make for the best, what would make for a good system? What would, what would be the, the right balance, all of that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd do that. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. So I'm going to start by going back to a game that I quite like, even though I've only gotten it to the table once, I think, maybe twice, but um, that is HeroQuest. Robin Laws is HeroQuest, um, which is actually like the second or third edition of HeroQuest. I think it's technically the second edition of HeroQuest, but... Um, one of the things that's cool about HeroQuest, HeroQuest has two different resolution mechanics. It has a simple resolution mechanic and an extended resolution mechanic. And basically this determines how many times you roll and how the rolls affect things. Um, and it works pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, simple resolution is basically whoever rolls better with adjustments based on their stat or their skill they're the thing that they're using to roll. Um, whoever does better based on how much better they do, they get something that they wanted. Um, and the other person loses something that they wanted. Um, extended resolution is basically roll multiple times and build up total successes. And then there's special rules for like, if you let the enemy build up too many successes, then you, you know, suffer for it basically to represent like, you know, Yes, you eventually got what you wanted, but you let them get too close to getting what they wanted, and so they get part of what they wanted too. And you know, you get wounded in the process, or your, you know, something bad happens in addition to your total success um, or your eventual success. Um, one of the things that it talks about in HeroQuest is the idea that these two core systems are only really differentiated in HeroQuest by narrative um, importance. That the, the difference between these two is basically just you use simple stuff for stuff that isn't as important for the narrative, use complex stuff for 
or the extended resolution for stuff that is more complex, that is more important to the narrative, that is more like the climactic scene. The, the sort of way that a session of Hero Quest is supposed to go, it seems like, is rolling regular dice, rolling regular dice, rolling regular dice. Okay, we're at like the three-quarter mark. We're going to have the climactic scene, and we're going to do an extended resolution for that climactic scene. Maybe do some more simple resolution afterward as kind of the denouement. Um, but that's how it works. And one of the things that I really like about that is this idea that um, – the game says explicitly that this is about narrative importance, not anything else necessarily. And and specifically, they talk about combat. And they say there's a temptation, a temptation to use the extended task resolution for every combat, right? Every fight. It seems like that would make every fight feel like it matters. But then, in fact, what that does is actually just makes the fights feel kind of samey. And it makes the takes away from the nice kind of smooth narrative buildup that you want because Hero Quest is all about narrative. It's all about building a story and telling this interesting story together and all of that sort of stuff. And so there's a lot of things that are um, based on that concept that are uh, involved in this you know, telling a story, creating narrative. HeroQuest is all about creating narrative. Um, and some RPGs are not as much about creating narrative. And I think sometimes that's to their detriment. Um, but what I was getting at is this idea that HeroQuest is just fine if you do sort of quick task resolution for, you know, a huge battle and extended task resolution for something that seems really minor in the aftermath, but that is important to the characters, right? It's about what's important to the characters and to the narrative and to the story, right? If, if bringing home the body of your fallen buddy in from the battle is what's important to the story, then have the extended task resolution be that coming home and you know bringing the body back don't have the don't say well just because it's a battle this has to be the extended task resolution no just do what feels right for the narrative anyway this gets into one of the things that kevin was talking about with regard to some of the games that he feels like are sort of halfway points between story games and kind of more trad games. And um, I'm going to use the example of FFG Star Wars. FFG Star Wars does not have a like skirmish mode combat thing. And that seems to me, or at least rules as written, it doesn't. And that seems to me that that's sort of a limitation because what it means is that every time you go into combat, you're at that, you know, high intensity, high granularity, every shot counts kind of perspective. And that's not really the way it works in most narratives. It's certainly not the way that it works in the narratives that FFG Star Wars is emulating, the, the actual Star Wars narratives um, do not place that level of kind of granular intensity on every single firefight. They do it for, um, they're more than happy to, um, 
skip over or summarize things about a firefight. And few of the firefights in Star Wars movies last very long. That's that's one of the interesting things in, in Episode 4, at least. There aren't a whole lot of extended shootouts. Um, and so I think if, for instance, you were in HeroQuest... You would, or at least I can't remember a lot of extended shootouts. It seems like most of the time, you know, for instance, when they're on the Death Star, right, it's a quick shootout to take control of the prison block, and then they rescue Leia, and then the stormtroopers are coming, and there's some back and forth shooting, and then they go into the garbage disposal, the the garbage shoot pretty much right away. Um, there's not a whole lot of we're just going to stand here and shoot back and forth. Anyway, whereas, of course, the the kind of final climactic moment is <coughs> attacking the Death Star. Luke in the trench running, uh, you know, the equatorial trench on the Death Star flying around trying to evade Darth Vader. Trying to hit um, that perfect shot with the, the torpedoes. Um, that... It seems to me that what Star Wars is telling us is that in Hero Quest, what you would do is mostly short, mostly simple task resolution for most of the combats, and then have one extended task resolution for the actual assault on the Death Star, for you know, blowing up the Death Star itself, and that would reflect the way that that narrative works. Um, which gets into sort of the issue with FFG Star Wars is that it doesn't have a way to summarize a fight. Um, and this is kind of an interesting issue because there are other games that do this. Um, the two that come to mind um, really quickly, there's Burning Wheel. Burning Wheel has two different combat modes. It has one combat mode that's really crunchy and one combat mode that's just sort of, oh, you want to, you know, drive them off or you don't necessarily want that crunchy crunchy combat you want a sort of much simpler kind of like summarized a skirmish um in the same way sword and scoundrel has a um summarize a skirmish combat resolution mode and that also has a really crunchy combat resolution system for that that models every single sword stroke right because it's based on um the riddle of steel so there's this really dense and crunchy combat mode that is uh sort of backup right that's what you do for combats where every sword stroke matters that's not what you do for combats where you just need a sort of simple outcome Anyway, um, so that gets us to Pathfinder 2. And one of the issues that we've run into with Pathfinder 2, or I feel like is the issue, an issue that we've run into with Pathfinder 2, is that um, there are fights that could be summarized. And it's sort of a weird thing because the game sort of sells itself as being this really, you know, tactically intense um almost like a war game right that that it's real tactically intense there's a lot of stuff you can do all that sort of stuff but 
when you get down to it, I feel like there are certain fights that could be summarized as, okay, you lose, you know, 30% of your HP and 30% of your spells. And that's just what the fight cost, right? Because there are these sort of um, taxing fights in between real fights in some sense. I, I don't know exactly how to put it better than that necessarily, but the, the idea being that you have the sort of boss fights where things hinge on victory and defeat and, and it's really close and you, you know, you need that full resolution, full resolution of the boss fight. But then there are other fights that are just sort of there to suck up resources or to tell you something about the world. In our case, we had a fight with some goblins that was basically a, Hey, you can't stay around out in the open like this. The goblins will find you and hunt you down. Um, so I don't know. I It seems to me that that would be a good place if you're not as enamored with the combat itself. And I think that's one of the things is that personally I am not as enamored with the combat in Pathfinder 2 as perhaps some of the other guys are or some of the people that really, really like Pathfinder 2 are. Um to the point where I think sometimes it would be okay to just have the GM say, okay, this is a, this, how do you, how do you kill these goblins bearing in mind it's going to cost you a third of your hit points and a third of your spells or something like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what, the perfect solution for that is because as written Pathfinder 2 doesn't have a system for that built in. It doesn't have a skirmish summary system. And a lot of games don't have a skirmish summary system, which it seems to me is kind of unfortunate sometimes because skirmish summary, it seems to me would be useful for a lot of these modern games where you do have to kind of whittle down the heroes to make the final fight really interesting. And that's sort of a game design problem. So I think I'm going to pause it here and sort of recollect my thoughts and talk about game design and modern game design and what it is that works for me and doesn't work for me about some modern games. So, I've sort of thought about this a little more and I wanted to present not really a counter argument, but basically a, um, another consideration about this. And that is the, that, um, the way that OSR or old school games handle things like this. And that one of the things that I think is really interesting is that in my experience with OSR games, there's been a real um, natural curve relating the importance of the fight and its deadliness to the time spent involved. Um, that because they move much more quickly, OSR style games actually allow for a really natural relationship between the importance of the fight and the amount of time it takes and essentially the granularity that you need to be involved in because a fight that 
doesn't matter very much because you're going to just walk over the enemies. Generally, you walk over the enemies really quickly. There aren't a lot of fights that you have. Fights, there aren't really these kind of tax fights, these fights that are designed just to sort of whittle down the characters. Um, in my experience, and this is partly just kind of what I've, because of what I've been playing and how I've been playing things, um, it's been a lot more like there's just fights and there's just combat that if it moves quickly, it's it, combat that all moves very quickly. If it's over quickly, it probably means that it didn't matter that much because the enemies weren't that much of a threat, but it happened quickly. So it, you didn't waste a whole lot of time with it versus if it, takes a long time it's because the enemies have a lot of hit points total and they're likely to hit pretty tough too then and all that sort of stuff and therefore what you end up with is a sort of natural either or that either the fight doesn't matter that much or it matters a lot and if the fight didn't matter that much it's probably over pretty quickly and if the fight did matter a lot then it's probably not over as quickly and it um takes time to resolve and you end up with a much more of a big kind of slugfest um and that's really interesting to me that the biggest the, the osr game that i played the most is um astonishing swordsman sources of hyperborea so i'm mostly talking about that game but i think that that is a really clever element of game design that that that's basically that's basically a way to make it so that you don't actually need a a skirmish summary rule set because the skirmishes don't take that long right it's not that much faster to summarize than it is to just play out the fight if the fights go pretty quickly and if the fight's not going pretty quickly that's because it's a big important fight so i don't know that's sort of a another option um another another kind of potential way to go through the game. And I think that's that's where some of these other games, the reason that I th feel like they need skirmish summary rules or that they might benefit from skirmish summary rules is because they don't have a way to quickly resolve a combat that they they just bog down and they slow down and even move, even the ones that move pretty quickly and Pathfinder two, I think we all agreed, especially at low levels, it moves pretty quickly. As you get to higher levels, it doesn't move quite as quickly because everybody has to, you know, look up on their character sheet, all of the special things they can do and all of that. But yeah, I thought I'd put that out there as sort of another a sort of counterpoint that this is this is one way that you can get around skirmish summary rules is to have the game really elegantly naturally define what's important and what's not based on how long it actually takes. So yeah. That's just another idea. So that's the episode, that's the whole thing. That's just some of my thoughts 
on the way that combat resolves in certain RPGs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you agree with what I'm thinking about? Do you not? What do you What do you think? You should call in on Anchor and uh, leave a voice message and let me know. You can also hit me up on Twitter at CowsFromPowis. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's the thing. I think I'm going to do, I might end up doing a, another episode either today or tomorrow talking about kind of what I've been doing, what I've been thinking about, what I've been reading, all of that sort of stuff. And then I have an overview that I want to do at some point pretty soon, but I need to finish reading that book in order to do that. So, um, yeah, got some stuff coming down the pipeline. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.